Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here is C.J. with your host, Mickey Connolly. Welcome back to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, Last time, C.J., we uh, were talking about a culture of joy and you said you had three recommendations for a pastor. We only got two. So uh, preach the gospel to yourself daily. Uh, there should be discernible joy in preaching the gospel on Sunday mornings or other contexts. What, what was the third? Not only is the gospel what informs your joy personally and, and what should affect you the most in your preaching, but the, the, it is the proclamation of the gospel that creates joy and creates a culture of joy in those we serve. So, uh, my fellow pastor, uh, we, must, we must never assume that those we serve have a sufficient knowledge of the gospel or somehow have exhausted their need for the gospel. And, and no, no sermon is complete, no sermon is truly a sermon uh, without the gospel appropriately preached from the passage, not imposed on the passage, drawn from the passage, the context of the passage, but, but no sermon is complete uh, with, without the gospel. J.I. Packer captures this effectively when he writes, the preacher's commission is to declare the whole counsel of God, but the cross is the center of that counsel, and the Puritans knew that the traveler through the Bible landscape misses his way as soon as he loses sight of the hill called Calvary. So in each and every sermon appropriate to the passage, there must be a sighting. There must be a sighting of the hill called Calvary. Again, from every text, appropriate to the text, not imposed upon the text. Mickey, you and I, all pastors listening, have the privilege and joy of drawing the attention of those we serve to a hill called Calvary and what was accomplished there. And and I would say those in our church, they should come anticipating this sighting. When we began this church plant, we uh, began working our way through Philippians. And when we came to Philippians chapter 3, verse 1, where Paul writes, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Uh, I, I just inform the church that, that this verse informs our service of the church, that we as pastors were not called to innovate, Uh, We were called to preach the same things. We're going to be a same things church. We're going to proclaim the gospel to those we serve, proclaim the gospel and rehearse the gospel with those we love to apply the gospel and the ethical implications of the gospel to their lives. So early on, I I informed this wonderful church that I presently serve that we are a same things church and we should simply as pastors never tire of this. This should be no trouble for us. And, And by doing this, those we serve will be safe and they will be joyful. So I think a church is joyful because they are consistently given reasons to be joyful in the gospel. So a culture of joy is created in a church when their pastor reminds them of the same thing, the gospel. Um, so, okay, excellent. Yep. Excellent. That's- okay, um, so guys are sitting here thinking, how do I know? When, when, when can I feel like? So uh, how, how does one evaluate? How does a pastor evaluate whether, A, joy is present in their own life, 
and yeah. that others are perceiving yeah. joy, th- that the preaching of the gospel and your expressions of joy are having the intended effect. Yeah, what, good what, question. what kind of evaluation would you use? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would encourage all of us to periodically just humbly conduct an evaluation, and that should begin with our wives. Um, asking our wives a question like this. Uh, Love, would you describe me as a happy pastor? <laughs> would you perceive me to be truly glad? And please be honest. To be a pastor, yes, in, in, absolutely. Uh, so that, that's, where, that's where I think all pastors should begin, um, asking the one who loves you the most, asking the one who knows you the best, uh, asking for an honest evaluation, whether there's consistently the presence of joy. Not flawlessly, no, we're talking about consistently, right. a pattern of joy in your life that is the fruit and effect of the gospel, a pattern of joy, the presence of joy in your life uh, related to pastoral ministry, that you are truly glad to be a pastor. So that's where I would begin. Uh, I, I, would, I would include as well uh, your children. Uh, as our children were growing up, when I would uh, take them out on different occasions, uh, I, I invited them into an evaluation of, of their dad. And a question... How old? I mean, when did you start? Oh, my. Early. Yes. Yeah, very early. Just, yeah, good question. I'm 63. Uh, it probably would have started 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, okay. just asking them different questions. Uh, so it's so, not like just, Dad, I just want pizza. I, well, no, you'd be, but you'd be out having yeah, pizza yeah. and enjoying your time but with them, and then you, you could include in that. Do, do you have any questions for your dad? And then you could easily transition and say, hey, hey, I have a question for you. I need your help. So okay. here's my question for you, and I want your honest answer, love. Um, do you perceive your dad as happy in pastoral ministry? Um, I mean, one of the things that, oh my, early on, one of the things that, that Carolyn so helped me with was, you know, I, 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 w- I would come home tired, which is legit, uh, but she would, she would say to me, listen, I, I want your children to be the beneficiaries of your joy. I, I want the, the laughter that characterizes our relationship and, and, and your life uh, outside this home to characterize your relationship with your children inside your home. It's just wonderful how she would provoke me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I'm grateful for the way you lead, let's say, at dinner and ask questions of each and draw out and, and so that we have substantive conversation. But, but that distinctive of joy needs to be present. And, and that corrective at different times just helped me to, to realize that, that, I, that I wasn't always intentionally making that transition. And actually, I created a practice to inter- interrupt uh, the rhythm of just simply driving home, uh, rehearsing different aspects mm-hmm. of the day, often you know, taking on <laughs> burdens from the day. Uh, so I'd just stop two blocks away uh, for just a 10-minute period, find an appropriate passage, uh, uh, prepare my heart, 
pray, trust God, so that I would walk into my house viewing my family, viewing the home, not as a context where everyone exists to serve me, but instead, you know, not, not as a context where this is going to be just a refuge for my relaxation, uh, but instead a context where I, where I could serve. And one of the ways I can serve my family that Carolyn uh, brought to my attention was joy, joy, your joy serves our family. Um, your gift of humor serves our family. So, uh, so you know, that, that certainly informed uh, her care and correction of me. And then, yes, asking the children if is, because what you want, Mickey, I mean, isn't this what you want? Isn't this what you have by the grace of God? You do. Um, you want your children growing up with memories. Yes. Just just so many memories of uh, not not only the serious conversations, certainly those, but given the topic of this pro- about podcast, you want them growing up with with just memories of joy, uh, memories of 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 spontaneous laughter, memories of a happy father. You know, when yeah. when I die, I I want those memories to be present in the hearts of my children and my grandchildren, um, and 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 and. And making sure that they also understand this this happiness that you observe in your father or in your grandfather. It's the fruit and effect of the gospel. It's only because of the gospel. It's because I've been saved from the wrath of God. That's that's where this joy. Uh, that's the fruit and effect of the gospel in my life. So, yes, I, you, you want you, you you want the evaluation of your children. Uh, I think in this regard. And then I would extend it. I would encourage all pastors. Uh, this is a big deal too. Extend Send it to your to your uh, administrative staff. Uh, well, no, pastoral team that you serve with, uh, and administrative staff. Is do they observe you as a glad volunteer, as a happy pastor? These are the individuals that you are serving with and have the privilege to serve with on a daily basis. Um, would they describe you as a glad volunteer, or would they describe you as busy, burdened, <laughs> moody, easily irritated, often discouraged? What what is their common experience of you? Uh, so. Asking the pastoral team, those you serve with, whether that's their, you know, what's their evaluation of you. But I mean, extend it. All the people who have so kindly and effectively served me in roles as an assistant, I, I, I want them to experience joy in their service. Yes. <laughs> I want, I want serving together in the context of the local church to be an appropriate riot. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> because of our experience of the grace of God. So I, I would ex- certainly extend the evaluation to the pastoral team, and I would extend it to your staff, um, your assistant. But then I would also wisely and selectively extend it to members of the church. Again, just just randomly or, or specifically and selectively drawing people in. What, what do you observe? Hey, listen, again, make all the qualifying statements so they feel comfortable. Let them know you need their observations, you benefit from it. Uh, so what, what do they observe? N- not on a single occasion, but over a period of months or over a period of years, as they have observed, you serve, you preach. What comes to mind? What do they perceive? And do they perceive the presence of, of joy? I, I think we're just helped in, in each of those contexts, wife, children, pastoral team, staff, administrative assistants, uh, church members, uh, you, you're going to get uh, from, from each, I think, an evaluation that will just 
help you give attention to your heart so, so that uh, you are pleasing and glorifying God. So that's because yeah. that's what this is about. Yeah. I want to please the chief shepherd uh, who's so worthy of being served with joy. I mean, it's just amazing we get to do this. You know, that we, that we <laughs> that, I mean, it's scandalous that we are financially subsidized yeah. to study the Bible. Especially to, who we are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's what I, <laughs> absolutely beginning with, Present with, company with the two of us. Yes, <laughs> Beginning with the two of us, but I mean, so I mean, I'm drive, I'm driving uh, to the office this morning, and and as I'm driving along the 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 side of the the main highway, there are individuals doing just hard work. You know what they're doing? They're picking up trash all along the road, just going on for miles. From Bags of trash, yeah, that, that are being formed, and and. And I'm thinking, so how inappropriate would it be if I was making this drive whining <laughs> and complaining when I'm going to serve with people I love, no respect. I have the privilege to proclaim the gospel yeah. and uh, apply it in, in the context of a wonderful church. Uh, if anybody should be happy in the state of Kentucky, it, it is C.J. Mahaney. Yes. So, uh, and, and, and I want the experience of those who serve closest with me, beginning with my family, obviously, but extending to the pastoral team and staff and the church, to know this as, as the common experience, yep. all because of the gospel, you know, all because of grace, yep. all because of the cross, and ultimately all for the glory of God. Uh, just practical question, because uh, I think those kind of questions are great, important. How, how often would you ask that kind of question? So, you know, you don't ask it once, wait five years, ten years. Yeah. How, how do you Great think question. about how often, yeah. especially these critical kind of questions? Yeah. Well, first of all, with, with, with Carolyn, uh, you know, she she wouldn't need like an official invitation. <laughs> yeah. This is this. <laughs> she she Speak would she would to. yeah she would see it as her role and responsibility as my helpmeet uh -huh. to bring it to my attention okay. and to take initiative whether I invited it or not or thought to invite it or not. So I, I, I'm I'm assuming that with one's wife, uh, the, okay. the 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 wonderful wives we have open are, invitation are taking that yeah open invitation and you know this is part of being a helpmeet part. Of being helped me is care, you know, caring for your man. Carolyn would say if she were here, watching your man, watching over his soul. Nobody she cares for more than me. So if there's if there's a pattern, not an instance, but this 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 kind of pattern of burdened, mm -hmm. um, complaining, uh, then then that needs to be addressed. Uh, my husband needs needs to be cared for with correction <laughs> and exhortation where appropriate. So. But with with the children, well, wow. no, just so yeah. a guy needs to kind of make it clear to his wife, I want that, I need that. No, I, here's what I would adjust: not kind of make it clear. Okay, okay yes, uh, all right, good. <laughs> There's no kind of in yeah, okay. this. Yeah, no. make it clear. Absolutely. So, There's nobody who loves you more than your wife. Yes. There's nobody who sees you. There's nobody who knows you better than your wife. Uh, yeah. And so there's nobody you're in covenant with but your wife. Yes. You're establishing She is this the practice. fellow heir of yes. the grace okay. of Excellent. life. Uh, uh, and, and for the two of us, we can both confidently say more mature than we are in most oh, ways. Oh so, <laughs> yes, I okay. need her help. And I need her help particularly in this way. Uh, so that I can I can be so that my evaluation 
if if I leave the evaluation of myself to myself, it'll be a flattering evaluation of myself. <laughs> so I desperately need others and no one more than her yes. to 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 bring this to my attention. And here's what's great. All, all it takes is just bring it to my attention. It's it's like it, it can have immediate dramatic effect, um, and 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 it has and continues to by by the grace of God. Uh, with with everyone else, I would say it, it's periodic. Yeah, periodic. I mean, I I I don't think I did it more than a couple three times with the children over a okay. period of the year. Okay. Um, and and I would say the same could apply for for a pastoral team. Uh, but but. And, and we need to model this for pastoral teams, if you're the lead pastor, senior pastor, where you are taking the initiative and, and inviting this kind of, of um, observation and evaluation. So once or twice a year, uh, I, I, I think this should be a part of it and would only serve our souls. One okay. would have no regrets. Yep, because it's yep. a critical question. All right, I the second part critical question. Uh, yep. of the question was, not only how do you evaluate joy in yourself, <clears throat> how are you evaluating the church? How are you perceiving that your joy, your preaching is having the intended effect? Yeah. What, what are the markers you're looking for? Yeah. Well, I mean, joy is not difficult to discern <laughs> in the church. Um, if, if you have a happy church, people are glad to be there. If you have a happy church, they sing with gladness and it's a discernible gladness if you have a happy church they are a a grateful church grateful to god and grateful for one another if you have a happy church they are happy to serve uh, if you have a happy church uh, when the meeting is over that you there'll be the sights and the sounds of happiness as pockets of people are gathering uh, so yeah I think there's just a, a number of ways that you can just by observing people in various contexts but consistently the the Sunday gathering uh, provides you with really a all you need, I think, to survey your church and to discover whether you know, are are people. Listen, it's it. It's not enough they serve. It, we need to be serving with gladness. So you need to be modeling that. You need to be modeling joy when you're preaching the gospel, and ultimately, it's the gospel that creates that joy. Uh, so. You you can tell as you're observing people wh whether they are just serving or whether they're serving gladness. So when I when I'm observing people serving and serving with gladness, I this is normally part of my encouragement of them. I will say to them, thank you so much. So uh, every Sunday, as folks are setting up or taking down, uh, I, I make sure I make my way to these people to thank them. Uh, but I I don't. I don't just say thank you for serving, uh, because what I really appreciate is that they serve with gladness. Thank you for doing this with joy. Uh, same way with the worship band, etc. When the meeting's over, there's some of the first people I talk to. That, thanks for not only serving us skillfully, but thanks for serving us passionately. Thanks for serving us joyfully. I'm so glad that as people are singing, they're observing you, and and you 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 are skillful, but you are also joyful and you are passionate. So, uh, and I, and I think by doing that and drawing attention to this evidence of grace, it just further creates a, a culture of joy. It, it helps acclimate people to this biblical priority that it's not sufficient. It's important but it, to be faithful. It's important to serve. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's not sufficient. We, we want to be doing this with a distinctive gladness uh, because we have been saved from wrath and saved for God. <laughs>
<laughs> by the person and work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we are to be happy people. Um, as you're preaching and you're preaching the gospel, are, are there ways that you are evaluating whether people whether that's producing joy in them during the preaching event? Yeah. I'm not sure it's, it's, it's wise to try to discern while you're preaching what is taking place in the hearts of those you're addressing. I, I don't think, uh, I, this is just for myself, from mm -hmm. the cheap seats. I, I don't know that my discernment is reliable at, at that particular point. Uh, I, I, think, I think you can more reliably discern the attentiveness and responsiveness of those you're serving after the meeting, uh, the comments they make after the meeting, and, and, and ultimately what you hear from them over a period of months it, it is what's going to, I think, help you perceive uh, whether or not there is a, a, an attentiveness and responsiveness. So, I, I mean, I, listen, I am spoiled because the church I serve is very attentive. Yes, <laughs> they yes, are very is. responsive. They are very encouraging. Uh, so I, 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 I don't know if that's the norm. I hope every pastor is, is experiencing that. But I, I wouldn't want pastors beginning this Sunday to begin to seek to evaluate. I, I think, though, a, a pastor or pastoral team would, would be wise to say, you know, what is our perception and evaluation of this church as the preaching of the word takes place? And then address that from God's word so there can be appropriate expectation and anticipation for the preaching of God's word. God re-revealing himself through the word. Help people to comprehend what is taking place as the word is being preached and the appropriate response uh, to that when the word is being preached. So informing the church and educating the church, inspiring the church, uh, will make all the difference in the church uh, in their experience. So I, I, I think that can be appropriate. But I'd, I'd want to put a caution. I, I, I want, you know, when I'm preaching, uh, what I want to do is, is I, I want to be taking the text and, and, and applying it to the people that I love in a way appropriate to the text and, 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 and drawing from uh, the storyline of the Bible in my teaching uh, of, of the text. So that, that's uh, what I want to be most aware of rather than at different times uh, studying or evaluating. You know, how's this go and how they're responding? That, that wouldn't serve my soul. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Leave me vulnerable either to pride or condemnation. Yes. Um, yep. But I do believe it would be wise for pastors to, to evaluate the church. But the evaluation has to begin with ourselves. Are we happy? Are we modeling this? Is this what people are observing? Uh, are we then transferring it uh, to the church? Um, and so the, the evaluation of the church is, is the last form of evaluation, um, not the first form of evaluation. Good. Yeah. Well, once again, thanks for serving our pastors. I hope Pure it joy to these do this guys. together. We love these guys. I'm glad we, we get to do it together. In some small way. Amen, uh, my friend. So, gentlemen, yep. thank you. Yep. Love you. Yep. And look forward to being with you in the future.